Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios. On the phone with us from the 42nd Ward, it's Alderman Brendan Riley. Boy, a lot's changed in the last week. When we talked last Sunday, man, that was the lowest of the low, wasn't it? It, it sure was. Um, yeah, it's been a really difficult week for every Chicagoan. Um, and, yeah, we've, we've made some progress. Um, certainly the contrast this morning versus last Sunday morning is pretty pretty dramatic. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think uh, I'm very proud of, of all the downtown business owners and residents for pulling together during this and literally working together to clean up um, the central business district. And uh, it's, it's really that, that, that kind of stuff makes me proud to be a Chicagoan. Well, talk to me about uh, rebuilding River North. I drove through today. I was at uh, Clark and Kinsey. I mean, uh, there's so many businesses still boarded up right in the heart of it. How do you move forward? How do we uh, get that rebuilt? Yeah, you know, it's um, you're right. If you go down to River North today, you'll see uh, still many of the same windows are boarded up. Uh, a lot of that was done uh, as a preventive measure. So, though, you know, obviously we had a number of storefronts, over 100 downtown um, that were demolished. Um, and broken into, uh, and then those that weren't, we immediately boarded those up as a defensive play. Uh, but a lot of the large um, bars and, and restaurants in River North, um, every pharmacy, every branch bank, um, you, you can't find an ATM machine in the neighborhood still. Yeah. Uh, all of those were demolished and broken apart. Um, so it is going to take several weeks um, for River North to really start to look more like what we're used to seeing. Um, and, you know, the great heartbreak with all that is that a lot of those restaurants were, were ready to open um, this this weekend in, until uh, last weekend happened. And um, just the economic impact is is going to be devastating for many of those businesses. And, you know, their employees are, are dying to get back to work right. and uh, to, lose, uh, to lose another two or three weeks of revenue to, you know, kind of senseless looting and destruction. It's just, it's, it's, it's awful. Boy, I, saw, I saw that CVS on the corner of LaSalle and uh, Kinsey. It was just wrecked. Yeah, they tried to burn that one down. Oh, my um, gosh. T- twice. And, you know, and we had a homicide a block north of that CVS uh, in front of a restaurant. Uh, looter on looter. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it was uh, when I was down there surveying. I mean, I was out while some of that looting activity was still occurring. And it was scary. It was total lawlessness. And and what happens, I know we're, you know, the peaceful protest yesterday, which was great to see, besides the traffic. How did you get around? And you had to get places yesterday. I couldn't move a block. It took me like an hour. Yeah, well, you and everyone else. Um, the, the, the protest was fantastic. I thought it was professionally organized. Uh, it made a powerful, important statement. It was righteous. Uh, and I'm, I was, that made me very proud. Um, and it was an emotional moment for Chicago. Um, we did have uh, another protest group that was not coordinating with the city at all, um, and more of a, an agitating type of group looking to, you know, get into it with the police. They were they were mostly in the central core in the loop. And I mentioned that uh, because all the very frustrating uh, expressway exit closures and these hard perimeter points that we had that made it virtually impossible to get in here. Right. Um, um, we had to put them up in, in a very broad grid because we had these variables. We had three different protests going on at once. One was close to 30,000 people. The others had several thousand people. Um, and two of those groups weren't telling us where they planned to march. And, and so, you know, 
because of what happened last weekend, I think there was a, a, an overabundance of caution um, to protect um, what had been ransacked a week ago if one of those fringe groups um, were hiding anarchists and other folks that had nothing to do with a peaceful protest at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, yeah, it was very frustrating. I got around personally. Um, I drove my car. I, I live within the security perimeter, so here I am. Um, and then for a while, for a couple of hours, I was on foot. Um, but yeah, as you, as you mentioned, not a lot of cars down here, uh, yesterday. Well, Brendan, paint a picture for me. Um, tell me about the people that were down there because we're seeing black, we're seeing white, we're seeing all different races marching. It seems different this time, doesn't it? These protests. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, every single demographic group was, was represented well in, in yesterday's protest. And it was uh, it was amazing, and I think that that optic is a really important one because it shows that we all collectively support this cause, and we all want to speak out against that, against that injustice. And so um, I was that's what made me so I was emotional about that yesterday. I think a lot of people were, um, and I think because of that, not just here in Chicago. If you saw what's going on in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, and, and, and Washington, I mean, amazing. D- diversity. This was this was all of us, um, and I think that's going to give a lot of momentum to the change and reforms that are needed, so that we don't have to have, have keep doing this and, and and watching these tragic events. You know, play in you know year in year out. It, it's gone on far too long enough. You know, so I hope that, that I hope that real change comes from this because um, a lot of people are standing up for for the right thing today. Uh, we're talking with Brendan Riley, alderman from the 42nd Ward. So here we are, the protests. Now, what is the next step? What happens? Do you start with police reform? Do you start with legislation? What happens next? Yeah, we're actually going to be having uh, some very serious conversations as a city council and certainly with Mayor Lightfoot uh, about what those next steps are. Um, there is universal agreement on the council that there need to be changes and there need to be reforms. Um, but then there's a wide, you know, range of opinions on how we should specifically go about doing that. Um, for about uh, two years now, there have been two competing proposals out there um, that would implement pretty drastic changes to um, how the police department is run. Um, and there's two schools of thought on, on which is appropriate. That's going to need to be hashed out over the next um, several weeks. But that's not an issue that's going to be swept under the rug um, at City Hall. It's it's front and center, and we need to deal with it. Um, how well do you know Superintendent David Brown? I I don't know him very well. Um, obviously, I've been in a few um, briefings and meetings with him. Um, I'm just getting to know him, mm-hmm. so so I don't have a lot of time with him one-on-one that's for sure he he came on the show about a month ago very motivating very positive he's always looking at the positive and moving forward he's looking at the next step but i have to wonder when i see him on tv does he think to himself what did i just walk into in chicago i started (laughs) with the pandemic now the black lives matter now the riots and the looting what am i doing welcome to chicago yeah Uh, (laughs) that's the city no yeah, no, this is, um, you know, he, obviously the timing of his arrival, uh, gosh, you know, a confluence of events, all of them terrible. Um, and, yeah, it's forcing him to kind of learn how to 
swim in the deep end. Um, and he's a highly capable guy. He's, he's super intelligent. He's got a lot of experience. Um, and, and I have faith in him that he'll do a, a very good job for the city. Um, but yeah, he's having to kind of, <laughs> he's drinking from a very large fire hose right now. Oh my gosh. Um, while also still, you know, getting acquainted with our neighborhoods and in our 77 communities, it's, he's, he's got a heck of a lot of homework yeah, that he's, he's going to have to do these next few weeks because he's busy. It's just it's just crazy. You know, yesterday I, I wanted to do um, some fun shows, but I also wanted to do shows, uh, have some guests on about healing. And you're one of them. Uh, we had the president of the NAACP nationally, Derek Johnson, on yesterday. We also had uh, the cardinal who came on. The cardinal is such a calming voice. By the way, Derek Johnson, I uh, he gave me a cell phone number. He's like, call me anytime. And the guy is huh. just, it, talk about another motivating figure. But Senator yeah. Dick, Dick Durbin was on yesterday, and he's just as appalled seeing Washington, D.C. being torn up and, you know, his hometown here in uh, Chicago being torn up. And I asked him, I said, where do we start? And he says it starts on the ground level. It starts with the people, then it goes to the aldermen, then the mayor, the governor, and then it goes back to him to take it to Washington. So it's got to start yeah. with people like us talking to our aldermen like you. That's right. That's right. And I can tell you, uh, my colleagues and I have been getting a lot of feedback um, and all of it healthy. Uh, and so that's how this process is going to work. And so you, you can count on the city council taking up these important issues soon yeah. um, because I think there is momentum. And if we're going to do it, this is the time to get it done. So. You, you and I have talked about during times of crisis, people step up in communities, especially here in Chicago. I saw this week that Jewel Osco donated a million dollars to the city's emergency fund for looted and damaged businesses. How do businesses get in that pool? How can they get some of that money for people that are listening you know, right now? You know, I, the best thing to do is to call the mayor's office. Um, she has a team that is helping manage uh, business continuity and relief. Um, and so that's where I would start. Um, also, the Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection, um, they're typically a regulatory agency, but they do also have workshops and resources for small business owners and large business owners um, getting access to grants and, and, and some relief. So mm-hmm. um, those would be the two first stops that I would make okay. um, because they're, they're also coordinating with the private sector these large grant donations that are being made um, because frankly, they've got the infrastructure to identify those folks who need it most. And so, yeah, that's, that's the central ombudsman I would say for now. Um, And I, I I suspect the mayor will be making some more um, detailed announcements about that in in the next day or two, if I had to guess. Um, I was in a restaurant on Wednesday in your ward, Chicago cut steakhouse. And I was talking to David Flom. We had him on the air yesterday he said his employees were so excited to come back to work. He's got he's got three hundred plus employees there. Yeah, no, actually, I, and I paid uh, David and, and his partner Matt a visit as well. And it, yeah, I mean the the waiters and waitresses were practically skipping between tables. Yeah. They, they were thrilled to be there. A lot of smiles uh, when you can see it barely through that face mask. But um, no, it's it, it's you know one of those things symbolically that makes you feel like you're a step closer to normal. You right. know, it's one of those people like to go and sit outdoors and have a, have a nice drink or, or a meal. We haven't had that in so long. Um, I think that does have a, a, an impact on our mental health to a degree. Um, you know, not only is it necessary for the economy, but 
people need to see some of those things that we've been missing for a while. Right, right. And the curfew has been lifted. The mayor made that announcement. Does that make you nervous or are you happy and it's time to move forward? I think we need to move forward. And obviously, you know, the police are remaining vigilant and there's been a lot of intelligence work that's going on um, to try and keep ahead of any any plans that, that may not be um, peaceful. Uh, but, yeah, we do need to get get back to um, businesses, you know, close to normal as possible. Right. Um, get the get the bridges down, get the exits open. Yes. You know, open up the CTA, make it easier for folks to get down here. Um, and again, we'll remain on watch. Um, but yeah, those things have to happen. And I'm glad the mayor's um, raising the curfew um, so we can uh, also, you know, there's a other benefit to that for those businesses that are still are still you know able to open restaurants. That will give folks like Chicago Cut and others mm-hmm. three more hours to sell um, to sell sell food downtown. You can do outdoor dining until midnight. Right. Um, so that's also a big help to them as well. Brendan, you're the best. Thank you for coming on. Enjoy your Sunday. All right. Thanks, Pete. Take care. All right. We'll talk again soon. That's Alderman Brendan Riley from the 42nd Ward.